Welcome back to a brand new episode of Vagina Slims. For those who are new around here, my name is Lauren Rose and I run this thing every other Friday. So thank you for tuning on in today. Um, that was fireworks. Uh, that's been my life constantly is, is it a gunshot or a firework? So welcome to the show. Um, but I don't know. I hate, I hate this part where I have to kind of transition into what we're going to talk about without saying it's crazy. Cause I feel like that's what I say every time I start these episodes, like life's crazy, but truly, um, it's not crazy. It's, um, everything, you know, that is to be expected. So obviously with that being said, like last episode, I'm going to be talking about, um, these protests and, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement. And I'm going to try to do it, do it in a way that doesn't hit you over the head so much. Um, and I do this because I know it's been a tough couple weeks. Um, and maybe the last thing you want to do is listen to some white girl talk about this topic. So I respect that. And, you know, I'm down for taking a seat whenever, but, um, it also just feels dumb of me to not address it so that's important to me and we're going to talk about it but I also want to highlight um you know black musicians black filmmakers um some a, a youtuber in particular that I really like um and then also talk about what's been going on with me personally so like I said in the last episode, you know, if this is too much for you um, or you just don't want to hear more about it, feel free to skip the episode to, you know, preserve that mental health because I feel you, yeah, wild. So starting out, I'm just going to get right into the music. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, when I was living in San Francisco, I was listening to a lot of Kendrick Lamar, specifically the To Pimp a Butterfly um, album. But I was listening to Damn recently, and the song is just too good. Um, this is Triple X featuring U2. And I never thought I would say that on this podcast. So enjoy. Take off the ark to a pool full of sharks, he'll take it. 
Leave him in the wilderness with a sworn nemesis, he'll make it. Take the gratitude from him, I bet he show you something more. I chip a nigga a little bit of nothing. I chip a nigga a little bit of nothing. I chip a nigga a little bit of nothing. I chip a nigga, then throw the blower in his lap. Walk myself to the court like, bitch, I did that, X rated. Johnny don't wanna go to school no more, no more Johnny said books ain't cool no more Johnny wanna be a rapper like his big cousin Johnny called a body yesterday out hustling God bless America, you know we all love him Yesterday I got a call like from my dog like 101 Said they killed his only son because of insufficient funds He was sobbing, he was mobbing, way belligerent and drunk Talking out his head, philosophing on what the Lord had done He said, kid, I can you pray for me? It been a fucked up day for me I know that you anointed, show me how to overcome He was looking for some closure, hoping I can bring him closer to the spiritual My spirit do no better, but I told him I can sugarcoat the answer for you This is how I feel, if somebody killed my son, that means somebody Getting killed. Tell me what you do for love. Loyalty and passion of all the memories collected. Moments you can never touch. I wait in front of niggas spot and watch him hit his block. I catch a nigga leaving service if that's all I got. I chip a nigga, then throw the floor in his lap. Walk myself to the court like bitch, I did that. Ain't no black power when your baby killed by a coward. I can even keep the peace. Don't you fuck up when the hours it be murder in the street. It be bodies in the hour. Get over on the street. Paramedics on the dial. Let somebody touch my mama, touch my sister, touch my woman, touch my daddy, touch my niece, touch my nephew, touch my brother. You should chip a nigga, then throw the floor in his lap. Matter of fact, I'm about to speak at this convention, call you back. Alright, kids, we gonna talk about gun control. Pray for me. Offices, banks, employees, and bosses with homicidal thoughts. Donald Trump's in office. We lost Barack and promised to never doubt him again. But is America honest or do we bask in sin? Pass the chin. I mix it with American blood. Then bash your men. You crippin' or you married to blood? I'll ask again. Oops, accident. It's nasty wind. Set us up, then roll a dice, then bet us up You overnight, the big rifles, then tell Fox to be scared of us Gang members or terrorists, etc, etc America's reflections of me, that's what America does It's not a place, this country is to be a sound of drum Welcome back. That was Kendrick Lamar with Triple X featuring U2. Shout out to Bono. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so good. I love that 
lyric, um, is America honest or do we bask in sin or whatever? And yeah, it just brings me back because all right. Uh, that song was such like an anthem. Like I remember someone had like a loudspeaker um, on their truck back in 2015 at the Jamar Clark protest in Minneapolis, uh, just like blasting that. And it's just been like wild to think about time, you know, knowing Minneapolis and coming from like an organizing background and it's just like five years later, you know, like we're still here doing the same thing. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, when I say that, like I was a college student and after those protests, I was safe and I went through college and I had a, you know, like I didn't face um, or didn't have those, those burdens throughout my life. Um so I've been taking into into account like performance um, and not co-opting um, black pain and supporting and, you know, showing up when called or if protesting for you is not um, an option, especially with the pandemic. It's like finding other ways. And I think the Internet has been so great at, you know, putting those out there Um but yeah, damn, I don't know. Because I, you know, leading up, I was kind of a dummy. I was a dummy because my friend John in Minneapolis, uh, we were chatting when all the activity was there. I had another friend who was at the protest and literally saw like fucking Arby's go up in flames, fall down within minutes. And he was also arrested for curfew um, and unlawful protests. Um, and to my friend, John, I was like, I don't know if the world's going to see this. Like, I don't know if people know what's happening in Minneapolis right now. And I was wrong (laughs) just to like watch those live streams and nothing else was happening in the city that I'm living in now, LA. Um, you know, to watch the, the protesters literally storm the third precinct, which is just so surreal. Like the police were overpowered. They, they retreated. And then suddenly like the public, like no one, like no one who's ever been in that building was, was in that building and there's smoke and fire and sprinklers going off. And it was actually, I don't know. It was actually very super empowering. It was like this breach you know, because people are fed up. And I've been weary about this whole like looting conversation that people have um, and kind of framing protests, even people who have come a long way, like maybe like my family, because like back in the day, I used to get a lot of flack for going to these things um, because they thought that it was just too disruptive, like shutting down highways, like, you know, that's not how you're gonna get people to see your point or whatever. And me, I'm just like, Again, this little white girl, you know, fighting for this stuff. But um, to see how people have come far and now they're like, I agree. But the looting, like that's that's just bad. That's, you know, 
And just seeing those those videos of people in Target, that was just amazing. Like, I know that Target and um, I don't know. You guys, you've seen it all. Um, but there's a really great YouTuber who I love. Um, her channel name is called For Harriet. And she basically does these videos. Her name is Kimberly Foster. Um, they're like lectures and then Q&As. And I think she has um, a Patreon but she has this really great video, which I'll leave in the show notes. Um, it's called Looting Should Be the Least of Your Concerns. And I just thought it was just really important. So please go watch it. But it's like, I don't know, this whole narrative, like outside agitators, people coming, which is true, like people were coming from out of state, just trying to loot, like fucking tiktok boys from wisconsin you know like trying to steal booze and stuff but at the same time like people are angry and these protests are more about releasing that anger and pain um because it's just been such a fucking long time it's like name after name hashtag after hashtag and i don't know i just it feels weird to me um even when I walk around LA now to like these tiny storefronts that aren't even like on a main drag and they have like their windows boarded up and then they have like dumbass like eight and a half by 11 papers saying like hashtag BLM. It's like, what, what do you mean? Like, is this your way of telling people that you support, but like don't loot my store? You know what I mean? And like, I do support independent businesses but at the end of the day it's like a capitalistic system like people are suffering um at all levels and especially the level of you know black the black experience so um I don't know I just don't love that like twist and narrative and it, it reminds me like when I was back in Minneapolis there was a a die-in they called it it was like a sit-in at the Mall of America that was a this surprise thing we went there and it was um we like went to this rotunda space and like lied down on the ground and there's this huge blue screen with text reading like this is your last warning um if you do not leave you will be arrested or whatever um and when we were all kind of going like marching out of the mall there was um these like these white women walking by, I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's not mean, but they were kind of, we were all chanting and then they kind of like stuck their fist like up in the air and they were also chanting. But like, if you looked at their face, like they were dead ass scared, you know, and then they kind of like mingled through the crowd and directly booked it to um, their cars, you know, to get away. And that's just kind of how I feel about this whole situation it's like how are you being performative with this movement and when this pandemic lets up and you you know get your hours back from work are you going to be donating are you still going to be invested and I'm not saying that I am the best at this because looking back like I'm talking about things that I went to back in 2015 and if you think about the Black Lives Matter movement, this has been like eight years in the making. 
um, like Trayvon Martin 2012. That was like the origin. Um, Michael Brown 2014. Ferguson, like this is not, this is not new. So I've just kind of been thinking about what makes it different now. Like why are people finally getting to the point where they can loot stores and it's because of the pandemic um because people who are privileged you know who've had jobs um have lost them due to covid and the government not taking precautions and you know being left to states with confusing unemployment programs and people are just angry that And it's like for the first time they're seeing how the government hasn't been providing with them. Meanwhile, we don't have free health care. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's just not. (sighs) Yeah. So I don't know. I don't want this to sound bitter or like I'm talking down to people. Maybe maybe I did sound like that Um, because like I said, like I went to shit in 2015, but I also went to college after and I never have had to deal with like the burden um, of feeling racism, you know, and it's really interesting. I remembered this documentary that I saw called Black Panther's Vanguard of the Revolution. And actually, I found it on YouTube, I'm pretty sure. So I'll leave the full link down below. But this was one of the first um, first documentaries that I saw at a film festival that I really loved. And the producer came and it's this history about the Black Panthers and how they um, really provided. Like there was, there's such a tangible, I don't know, like organization to their movement. Like they established free breakfasts um, for families, for kids. Um, they had healthcare, like clinics, like, you know, they have this whole system, but also it talks about the downfall when you prioritize these singular people like uh, Huey, Huey Newton, um, and how he abused members of the Black Panthers party and drugs. And, you know, it just talks about how hard it is. It's not easy. So when we talk about abolishing the police, um, there's also another good video on this, um, which is new from Kimberly. The title is called What Happens to Black Women and Girls in a World Without Police with Dr. Brittany Cooper. And they they basically talk about um, when we say abolish the police, like how are we going to supplement this community organized aspect? You know, um, are we going to set up institutions or um programs rather like the black panthers did with the capitalistic society that we have now i don't think we could ever go back to that system and make it robust but also at the same time you see people coming out like in minneapolis like filling the streets with groceries and diapers insulin even it's like i don't know um So that's been something that's on my mind is I would love to, you know, ideally be in a world where we can support each other. However, you know, will the government step in? Would they ever, you know, allow black people to lead themselves? You know, like it's just so messed up, uh, the mentality. So 
Um, but it's a really great documentary, and I'll leave it down below for those who want to watch. Um, and same for uh, Kimberly's channel. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to play one of my favorite artists now. This is Steve Lacey. I'm such a fangirl. Um, the song is also featuring Daisy and it's called Like Me. So enjoy. Hello. This is about me and what I am. I didn't want to make a big deal, but I did want to make a song out of it. Uh, I just want to sing through the lake who's out there. You know, as I grow up. I don't know if you can still relate, you know, that's what I'm afraid of, I just want to relate to everyone. Fish, I wanna catch it, I'm a fisher Now they debate on who I like They wanna see a list of Girls and boys out here so they can see If I'm official I tell them move, come down This ain't your life round If you want to smile If you're happy for me now I hope you can relate If you can right now You might be a little later You might never get it down But who like How many out there just like me? How many work on self-success?
Welcome back. That was Steve Lacey and Daisy with Like Me. It's not even the full track, so if you want to listen to it, everything is in the show notes. Check it out. Um, But I love that. I love that sly, you know, pansexual, like, let's come out. Let's do it. And that's just, you know, we need to be here for, you know, black men, but also trans men, trans women, people who don't identify in any like cis, you know, normative way. Like, I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about the American dream and how I feel like some people now are getting a taste of reality and how that is inherently a myth. It's something set up. It's something to feed us into this capitalistic um performance um because truly you know if you are disadvantaged in any way this american dream pull yourself up by the bootstraps it won't work for you and i just want to really just narrow in for me personally like what does the ideal world look like and i even catch myself because Sometimes I'm like, well, damn, you know, once I make enough money, um, you know, I can pay my student loan debt. I can pay back for my, you know, help my parents or whatever. Um, And then, you know, think of this idea of like donating as a part of like every monthly expense, like rent or whatever, um, which I don't think is an inherently like bad idea, especially given the circumstances. But it is still this like capitalist idea that like I will eventually make it like living beyond my means. Like that's just like question mark, question mark. Like I don't I don't get that. Like I don't know that, um, especially now with this recession. And I don't know. I also like invested in this career that you know, has historically shut out a lot of people um, in the film industry. And I feel like we're getting closer to these, these ventures um, of expanding, you know, uh, directors and actors, but I also want to see like within the production team, like, you guys know, I, I love art department stuff like set decoration. And I've known so many strong, like production designers, designers in my time um and I'm so thankful for that um women production designers in particular but it's like it's so important to have voices um or people who know different experiences 
than just a, the normal white normative experience. You know what I mean? Like for like set decoration in particular, you know, you're kind of this historian. So if all you know is like white suburban middle class, like that's not going to help you on a project. Like um, you can dissect different, you know, economic levels or different ways of life but is it ever truly authentic like will you ever truly be able to bring something to the screen that is authentic do you know what I mean I'm kind of going in circles there but it's also like I think it's so important to um, uplift black voices but also like for directors for example like they don't have to make a movie about um, slavery or microaggressions or some sort of like fable for these like white producers to um, feed to the audience and make us feel better or nuanced or you know, like fucking James Cameron never was on the titanic but he made titanic and people ate that shit up it was like two vhs tapes worth of a movie it's like it just would be great to be working for folks who just want to create whatever they want to create and i don't know that's always been a thing for me i just want to support those great voices and great ideas and I'm actually kind of hopeful for that um I feel like I've met or researched like really cool people that I feel like you know were kind of at a turning point but at the same time um like capitalism you know there is like this hidden hierarchy and um I don't know it's not easy at all so yeah, that's kind of the rundown. That's that's what I got. Um, before I leave, I do want to mention a few films. Um, there's this director named Cheryl Dunier. I believe that's how you say it. And she made this film from 1997, I think, called The Watermelon Woman. And I think it was just added to the Criterion Collection. But I saw it like last fall in Salt Lake City um, at this theater. And it's a really dope film. It's kind of like an about her in a sense. She plays a filmmaker who is trying to make this movie um, about this 1940s like black actress built only as um quote unquote like the watermelon woman and it's a really interesting take it's like a comedy and there's like a romance thing it's um queer you know so I really like that um and of course Paris is burning is just like iconic like we have to um acknowledge you know trans women and ball culture and especially now since it's kind of like been co-opted <laughs> Um, I think it's just a really great lesson, um, and also just heartbreaking to see these characters and that I think is also on YouTube. So if I find a link, I will put it down below. Um, but yeah, do the right thing. Spike Lee, amazing. Saw someone at a protest with the same 
you know, font or whatever. That was dope. Um, and then, of course, you know, like Get Out, Moonlight, If Beale Street Could Talk. That I was working a film festival once and it was in um, like San Francisco area. And they were playing that movie and I really wanted to see it. It was, I guess, the, maybe the premiere at our um, festival. But basically it was playing at this like 1920s theater and the area itself is very rich very white and I remember you know the show went up and then all the crew like all of us we kind of go take a break and we went to the back and our break room was kind of behind the screen and you could just like hear the score and the score is so amazing um as like the first title sequence comes up and I was just like so overwhelmed because it just you know for many different reasons it was like a tough night um so to have like a successful show go up was great but also just to know that there was like this kind of media playing in this place in this theater um beautiful so I really do like that film um but yeah I also it's like I don't want this to be a themed episode. Like I am still looking at the way that I watch films and who I gravitate towards. Like I had a friend who uh, came to this, well, came to Sundance and um, she was just like, yeah, I'm only seeing movies directed by women. And I was like, damn, that's a really cool idea. You know, like, what if we do curate our taste to only, um, you know, people who are like underrepresented, you know what I mean? Um, it's kind of the same idea of voting, you know, like giving your money or your attention to things that you think are worth it. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we can all be more conscious in our decisions. Um and it'd be cool one day, you know, because like my favorite shows were like Freaks and Geeks or for movies, it was like Days to Confused and Empire Records and all this stuff. Like in high school, like those were like my cult films that like I still love to this day. But it's like these black characters were pretty much like non-existent. And I just can't wait for the future where that isn't even a question anymore um I don't know where we can be like properly represented um and it's not like in this corny like you know PSA kind of way um where it's just like natural so I am hopeful but these days are hard so I feel for you guys if your mental health is like literally on ice um but thank you for listening to me and for the last tracks, I absolutely love Thundercat and I'm going to play two back to back. Um, one is short in the beginning. So he's an amazing musician, by the way, just look him up if you're not familiar, but, um, all right. The first track is, it's long, it's called Lost in Space slash great scott slash 2266 and then the track after is inner stellar love 
And this is Thundercat. So thank you all. I'll see you in two weeks and be well. Bye. Oh,